0: The authority of the believer is, in fact, the believer's advantage. We've been saying for a few weeks now that our spiritual condition, amen, has put us in a favorable and a superior position. I want to read something from this little book, The Authority of the Believer. Billy Brim was the editor for the Word of Faith and Kenneth Hagin Ministries for many years We worked together for a couple years back in the 70s with Billy. And she said this, quoting Brother Hagen in his foreword on his book, The Authority of the Believer. He said, As a result of my studies, I concluded that we as a church have authority on the earth that we've never yet realized, authority that we're not using. A few of us have barely gotten to the edge of that authority. But before Jesus comes again... There is going to be a whole company of believers who will rise up with the authority that is theirs. They will know what is theirs, and they will do the work that God intended that they should do. Now, in the last paragraph of this forward, Billy says, Kenneth Hagin said, I believe, she said, prophesied the time in which we live, the end of the end of days. I believe that we are that company, a prayer force that is rising up with the authority that is ours. And I dare say that we must be not just hearers of what we're hearing today, but we must be doers thereof. There is so many things happening in the earth. The Bible talks about that in the last days, perilous times shall come. I witness myself some of the lawlessness that takes place in our communities day after day and week after week. I was in a place to shop and lo and behold, there were three or four people that are just lift, you know filling up their bags, filling up their bags and running out. That is lawlessness. That is a result of living in the end of days. But we do not have to be moved by that. We are moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, another book that I highly recommend that you read is another book by John MacMillan. John MacMillan on the authority of the believer. And one of the things that he says in his book, and I quote, now listen, he died in 56. So he may have written this like in the 40s or the 30s. He said, the rapidly approaching into the age is witnessing a tremendous increase in the activities of the powers of darkness. And then he goes on to list several reasons for this that he saw. And he said, to meet the situation, the church of Christ needs a new conception of prayer. The urgent call is for men and women wholly yielded to the Lord, living their lives pure, whose eyes have been enlightened To see the ministry in the heavenlies in which they have been called. So we do have a ministry in the heavenlies that we're going to talk about at the end of this message. Such believers may in union with the great head of the body exercise an authority to which the powers of the air must give place wherever they are challenged. So we know that there are many challengers out there, but we, by the grace of God, challenge the challengers. Amen? There's a lot of trouble out there because the devil walks about as a roaring lion. He is a troublemaker. But I remember Dr. Dollar said many years ago, thank God we're going to trouble the troublemaker. And so for just a little while this morning, I want to refresh you on some thoughts and some teachings on the authority of the believer. Number one, we must know this, that Jesus defeated Satan and all of his cohorts and he obtained an eternal redemption for you and for me. In Colossians 2.15, it says he spoiled the principalities and the powers, amen, and he made a show of them openly and he triumphed over them in his death and his burial and his resurrection from the dead. Amen. He disarmed, he exposed them, he shattered them, he defeated them. He stripped them of their authority. Amen. And Satan himself is not just a loser, but he is the loser. As a matter of fact, one translation of Colossians 2 says, He reduced him to nothing. Glory to God. When Jesus defeated principalities and powers, he gained for you and I an eternal redemption. I'm looking at a people that are not temporarily redeemed. We are eternally redeemed. We partake of the redemption on this side. But oh, thank God there's coming a time where we will receive the full redemption, the glorification of our bodies. And so shall we ever be with the master, the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hebrews the ninth chapter, the twelfth verse says this. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered into praise God, entered in once into the holy place, having obtained what kind of redemption for us? Having obtained an eternal redemption. That word redemption there means an everlasting release, securing your permanent deliverance. So we see that he disarmed and stripped Satan of his authority, and he took the keys of hell and death, and then he gave you and I the keys. Satan has lost his keys. Now he thinks he still has them, but don't be deceived. The keys no longer belong to him. The keys belong to the church of the living God. And he said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Oh, come on, somebody shout. I've got the keys. And so when he raises up his ugly head trying to deceive you, you just show him who's got the keys. You show him the name of Jesus. You speak in a supernatural language. You open up your mouth as a sharp two-edged sword with the rhema of God and put that rat on the run. Now in Luke chapter 10, we see something that is absolutely wonderful. In the first verse, he said, After these things the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. And to whatever city he enter, he said, and they receive you, eat such things that are before you. Heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. And dropping down to verse 17, they absolutely went out and did these things, and they got happy. In verse 17, it says, And the 70 returned again with great joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Here is one of the telltale signs that you know that you've been authorized and empowered. It makes you happy. It makes you happy. It makes you happy. How can you and I have a smile on our face in 2022? Because he has made us glad. Because this is the day that the Lord has made, and he has made me glad. No more down days, no more sad days, but only good days, glad days, joy days. Hallelujah. He has made you glad. And so as a result, we We are about our father's business and we do not sit around on the sidelines, but we come front and center into the plan of God and into the will of God and we must serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Serve him with gladness. Praise him with gladness. Shout him with gladness. I think you're getting the message because you and i have been made for mastery we have not been made to be dominated by the air by the prince of the power of the air we are not under the control we are under the control of the lordship of jesus christ let me just remind you what he said let us make a man Someone like ourselves to be the master of all life upon the earth and in the skies and in the seas. So we see they got happy. Now, notice Jesus' response in verse 18. Why don't you read this with me? Verse 18, ready? Read. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He said, Boys, he ain't nothing. I bounced him out of heaven and he ain't what he used to be. And you know, the truth of the matter is when you get born again, you ain't what you used to be. You used to be on the wrong road. You used to be in the kingdom of darkness, but now you're on the highway to heaven. Now you're in the kingdom of God, fulfilling the fullness of the plan of God. And in verse 19, read it with me. Behold, I give unto you power, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He put that rat to naught, to nothing. And he said as a result, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Young says, I've given to you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you, damage you or harm you. Oh, that's good news. Nobody, nothing, not, no one, nothing can hurt you. Everything in the enemy's arsenal can't hurt you because you have authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah come on saints you've got authority we've got authority i can remember brother hagan talking to me one day when he was here in california and basically said the same thing the church of the body of christ has authority that they've not fully realized yet that they've not fully exercised yet but it cannot be said about this bunch We are not destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We are going to be delivered from the paths of the destroyer. We are not going under. We are going over. Because we've been raised up together. And made to sit together in heavenly places. Oh, in Christ Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said in Matthew 28, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Amen. And so when he ascended, he transferred that authority to the church. Now Christ's authority must be perpetuated through his body, which is on the earth. Christ is at the right hand of the Father, the place of authority, and we are seated with him. Let me give you another quote of Brother Hagen about what I'm about to read to you, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. Here's what he said about this prayer. He said the turning point in my life came when I prayed these prayers for myself more than a thousand times. I started by reading them aloud beginning with the first chapter and I personalized the prayers by saying me wherever Paul said you. And so I just want to go through this prayer. This is a prayer that I pray for you regularly. This is a prayer that you can pray for your family and for those that are around you and for yourself. It's a spirit-inspired prayer that will never, ever lose its value and never lose its power because it came straight from the Holy Ghost into the Apostle Paul's spirit. And here's what he prayed. In verse 18, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto me and you The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of my and your understanding being enlightened. That we may know what is the hope of his calling. And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. According to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ. When what? when he raised him from the dead and notice this he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places now read verse 21 far above all principality all power all rulers of the darkness of this world amen and come on get this and every name every what? every name recession is a name cancer is a name depression is a name and his name is above every name now notice this not only in this world but also that which is to come verse 22 you're doing so good and has put all things now you're doing pretty good but you could do better and I don't mean to be a wise guy But this is a verse that we should read with emphasis. Because he's the head, we're the body, and the feet, last time I checked, are in the body. And what he has done, he has done for the benefit of the church. Now let's read verse 22 with a little bit more strength and emphasis. Ready, read. And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things, To the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Man, no wonder we sing that song. Under my feet. Under my feet. Now the victory is complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus' four principalities made a show of them openly. Where? Under my feet. The devil's under your feet. Amen. Amen. So if you've got a message for the devil, put it on the bottom of your <laughs> feet. Whoo, hallelujah. That's better than the Motown song I sang last week. Remember I sang itch-o thing? Yeah. Well, this week I got sanctified and I got delivered from that. And now I'm singing Keith Moore songs under my feet. <laughs> Glory. So Jesus is the head. He's over sickness disease and anything that's evil as he proved when he was here on earth now notice this this is revelation in ephesians 2 verse 1 and verse 5 and verse 6 it says and you has he quickened made alive together with him who were dead in trespasses and sins you see, in the mind of God, when Jesus was raised, you were raised. Notice verse 5 and 6. Ready, read. Even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, verse 6, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. I have a question. Do you see it? He was raised. You were raised. You have joint seating with him. Even though we are in this world, we are not of this world. So we don't have to pray from down here below. We can answer the call to our ministry in the heavenlies and pray from that perspective, looking down on principalities and powers that he made a show of openly. Say me, I I have a ministry in the heavenlies. And ladies and gentlemen, this will revolutionize your life because he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. No wonder Paul said, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign as kings. Reign as kings. When we get to heaven? No. Reign as kings in this life through Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord. So there's a lot of things that we don't have to put up with. That quite frankly, we have put up with. There are some things that we need to send a message to. And that message should say, no more, never again in my life. So we don't have to put up with anxiety. We don't have to put up with the fear of what's coming upon this earth. Come on, guys. We don't have to put up with recession or inflation. What's the answer to inflation? Get inflated. That's what one minister said recently. He said, immediately when I heard the inflation... Went up 8%. I immediately went into my office and gave everybody in the office a 10% raise. Now that's what he said. (laughs) But inflation, get inflated. How do you get inflated? Get inflated here. Open your heart. May there be a largeness of heart. May we not be constricted down here. But let us have an open heart, a wide open heart. Let the word of Christ dwell in us richly and then it will affect our mind. You talk about mind expansion through mind renewal. Hallelujah. God's a big God. God's a good God. And we are not subject to the times in which we live. The times in which we live are subject to the Word of God and to the Spirit of God. And everybody said, good preaching. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. You remember the day that Jesus went into the temple? Remember that day when he drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple? He went in there and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And here's what he said to them in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 13. He said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Now I want you to drop down to verse 23, and I want you to know the reaction of religious people. Religious spirits are mean. And they haven't changed. They've just kind of upgraded some of their strategies. Religious spirits are wrong. And notice how they tried to to correct Jesus in verse 23. Now, when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Is the enemy speaking through them? Absolutely. Absolutely. In other words, who authorized you to do this? You didn't consult with us. Notice what else he drove out that day. Obviously, he did not stop and say, oh, sorry, sorry. He didn't bow his knees to those religious spirits. He just went about his father's business. He knew why he was here. And in verse 14, dropping back up there, then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he did what? He healed them. them. Here is a picture for you and I. He drove out blindness. He drove out lameness. He cleansed the temple. And what I want us to see today is you and I are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And 1 Corinthians 6, 3.16 Know ye not that you're the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. I heard this many years ago and I can't improve on it. Listen to this statement. Never let the enemy get comfortable on territory that doesn't belong to him. Whew. We are his temple and he wants your temple clean. If it's sin, drive it out. Repent and get rid of it. If it's anxiety, resist it. Anything that defiles. Oppression must be driven out. Disease must be driven out. All things under the curse that you have been eternally redeemed from. Through Jesus Christ. You have authority over, and you can shut them up, and you can shut them down. And yeah, the enemy's a liar. He'll say, by, by what authority do you do these things? He still does these things today. Who do you think you are? It's not who we think we are. It's, come on, somebody it's who we know who we are. It's whose we are. Children of God. Temples of the Holy Ghost. No place, no more territory in my life. Hallelujah! I like to shout. I like to dance today. Because as temples of the Holy Ghost, we don't have to put up with the curse of the law one second more. Now, in closing, I think, let's talk about our ministry in the heavenlies. Let's talk about that for a minute. Are you ready? Now, John Macmillan, in his book on the authority of the believers, said this. He said, Do we believe that God has quickened us together with Christ? Do we believe that He's raised us up together? And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? What's the answer to that? Yes. Say it yes, and amen. yes and amen. I believe it. Hallelujah. And then I'm paraphrasing some of this, but this quote is in this book. I believe it's on page well, it's back there in the back. Chapter 3, How to Do Ministry in the Heavenlies. The full quote is there. It's a little small, so I'm going to do it in size 18. <laughs> so, if we believe that, then in humble faith, we must take our seat in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus at thy right hand. The seat is there, but it must be recognized and received. Amen? It's like if someone gets you a nice ticket to a Warriors game and it's right there on the floor and you're sitting up on the fifth deck saying, oh, I wish I could be on the floor. Well, here's your ticket. Recognize it and receive it. Amen. And I love this quote. It says, if We are walking in the Spirit. What does walking in the Spirit mean? Primarily walking in love. If we're walking in the Spirit and not fulfilling the desires of the flesh, but if we're living for Him, if we are walking in the Spirit, our normal life is in the heavenlies. You know it's okay to be heavenly minded? When you're heavenly minded, you will be earthly good. Because heavenly minded is not what people have thought it is. Some people thought that heavenly minded is to be all... I mean, out there. Right? When you're you're heavenly minded, you're spiritually minded. And when you're spiritually minded, you're Word of God minded. Amen. And when you're spiritual, spiritually minded, you're led by the Spirit of the Lord minded. If ye have been risen with Christ, set your mind, your affection, on things above, not on the things which are on this earth. Somebody says, I wish I could do that. You can do it. You can do it. You must do it. Fix your thoughts, your heart, and your mind on Jesus. Jesus. For the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. My words in these pages are directed toward your inner man. So cultivate your time with me. Read my word. Get the Holy Spirit involved in your reading, asking Him to flood your heart with light so shall you see windows of light, glimpses of glory. The things that I planned for you from before the foundation of the world becoming known unto you. And as you do, set your mind on me. I will cause those breakthroughs that you sang about to come. I will cause those opportunities to come. And so shall you live in a stream of blessing and a stream of glory as you keep your mind set on me. Let's raise our hands. Thank you, Lord. Let's just do that right now. We set our mind on you, Lord. Set not your mind on the report. But set your mind on the better report. For whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. And so shall the hand of the Lord come upon thee. And shall be revealed in your life. As you set your heart and mind on the good report. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's good reports in the word. One that I really love, my God shall supply all of our need. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Are there good reports? Hallelujah. Wow. I didn't know all that was in there. Thank you, Lord. If we're walking in the Spirit, our normal life in the heavenly, our normal life is in the heavenlies, to secure the consciousness of this there must be, be the daily acceptance of that fact. And then John McMillan encourages, let us morning by morning as one of our first acts of worship take our seat with Christ and return thanks to God for all that it implies. Uh, one of our first acts of worship. Then he says, let us often remind ourselves that we are seated far above all the powers of the air and that they are in subjection to us. As our faith learns to use the name and the authority of Jesus, we shall find the spiritual forces yielding obedience in ways that will surprise us. As we continue to abide closely in him, our prayers for the advancement of the kingdom will become less and less the uttering of petitions and we will increasingly manifest the exercise of a spiritual authority that fearlessly binds the forces of darkness in any part of the world. And you and I, we can do this. And we are going to do that rat now you heard the word today did you enjoy the word today now the implementation of what we have heard we will do now because it is not the hearers of the word that are blessed it is the doers of the word of god hallelujah you ready it's 1123. We're in good shape. <laughs> Amen. We're not trying to beat the Baptist to the restaurant, but we might just do that. I don't know. Suddenly, <laughs> so, I, do I can do all things through Christ, through Christ. which strengthens me. Through and here's what this may look like. So raise a hand toward heaven. And if you want to close your eyes, that's fine. Let's declare together. Because we are seated far above all powers of darkness, and because I have been given the name that is above every name, kingdom of darkness, you listen to me. I hold the blood of Jesus over all things pertaining to my life, and I forbid you to have anything to do with it. And now I follow my heart, and in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus, over all of my loved ones I declare no evil befalls them neither does any plague come nigh their dwelling no weapon formed against my loved ones will ever prosper I hold up my church we hold up HBCC and we hold the blood And by faith in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over every family member, over every partner, over our entire property. We declare in Jesus' name freedom, liberty, harvest, abundance, miracles, great and mighty things is God doing doing. in our midst midst. and in Jesus name name. we address the principalities and the powers don't you even think of a devil coming against against our schools schools. here in this East Bay we take the name name and we plead the blood of Jesus over our schools We prophesy safety. We prophesy things changing in our school systems. Oh, come on. We need to shout, Amen. We take the name and we hold the blood of Jesus over our nation. In Jesus' name. Devil, you cannot have this nation. This is God's nation. We are of the peculiar nation. We are a purchase possession. And we speak from our place in the heavenlies. And we bind up the adversary. Coming against our nation. In the name of Jesus. Oh, are you ready for just a little bit more? I think we need to shout a minute i think we need to give him praise i think we need to shout yes i think we need to shout victory 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 is our cry victory victory hallelujah is our cry we proclaim it over the state of california we proclaim it over this nation we proclaim it over the usa victory in jesus the rest of you you might as well stand up pastor tom's gonna come but we're not quite done yet. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Yes. T.G. Jank says, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Yes. Woo, hallelujah. Yes. Raise a hand toward heaven and say, Father God, Father God. raise up raise champions up. of righteousness in our, in our government. Raise up, raise men, up. And men and women that are strong, strong. and give them voice and give them support and give them them favor favor. things that will lead this country country in the right way way. things that will support the church you and your things and when we see something that is wrong what we're going to do is we're not going to moan and groan and complain we're going to get to binding we're going to get to put our foot down we're going to get to say enough is enough. This is our ministry in the heavenlies. Come on, stomp your foot. Whatever we bind, whatever we bind is bound. We command the weapons that have come against this nation to shut down and to stop. hallelujah. And I'm telling you this. If the whole church would stand up in the country like one man and use their authority, oh, brother, the things we would see. There would be some things coming to a stretching halt. Pray this, Lord. Give them wisdom to do what is right. Things that will support this country and the church support them with strength and wisdom we declare from our place in the heavenlies the divine plan and purpose for america will be fulfilled and god will raise up godly leaders for the glory of god we pray for an invasion of your glory god glory to god navigate their hearts lord navigate their hearts for your purpose and your plans for this nation raise both hands and now let's pray this father god we are asking for rain in the time of the latter rain oh god let it rain in the golden state let it rain from the north to the south let it rain from the east to the west lord god oh hallelujah Save me in the name of jesus we take authority over spiritual darkness that has tried to invade our nation and we declare that men and women are awakening to god We do not need any more awakening. We need a biblical awakening. Comes in the rain, comes by the power of the Holy Ghost. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. I think we ought to praise Him or do something. Glory to God.